Welcome to The Heightening, a place for those who are answering the call of God to fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. And welcome to another episode of The Heightening. I am so excited to have you with us as we have a wonderful, lively, energetic conversation with Pamela A. Major. Pamela A. Major is the creator and founder of Malia Bloom. It is a lifestyle service company that empowers people, places, and purpose. Major has a profound belief that in taking the adventure to grow, we can always have the delight and opportunity to be better. Growth is never ending. She is a dynamic speaker, author, playwright, storyteller, and empowerment coach. She has a unique ability to put into context the needs of an organization or individual and provides practical insights to help them achieve and succeed. She has a number of programs to help people as they grow, and one of the most prominent is the Viral Vision Adventure. This program helps take what is on your vision board and bring that vision into being. Ladies of the Heightening, join me in welcoming Pamela. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Yolanda. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be with you and honored that you allowed me to be a part of the podcast. Listen, I am honored and humbled by your presence because I remember many, many, many years ago when you invited me to be a part of your first um, sister circle that you put together. Many things were birthed out of that group that you put together and it was amazing so i'm humble that we are still connected that we're still growing together that we Mm -hmm. are still making these money moves out here in these streets so i am so (laughs) excited (laughs) um to have you join us so i mentioned your sister circle the very first one that you yes. did. Let's start there, and then we're going to get into some of the other great things that you started. Let's talk about that sister circle. What what inspired you to start that and to bring us together? Sure. Well, um, WIN, which is an acronym for Women's Intercessory Network, really God has put uh, women on my heart as one of my primary areas of service and ministry. And I knew that there were dynamic women who were either doing or wanting to do some tremendous things, and there is a power in connectedness and togetherness and accountability, and Women's Intercessory Network sought to bring some of those dynamic people together so that we could both pray for one another and about where we were going, as well as hold each other accountable to the things that we said we were going to do. You know, our conversation today is about freedom, the freedom to live an authentic, intentional, and empowered life. And what you're talking about with WIN and what I learned being a part of that sister circle 
is accountability and having mm. someone who you can partner with to share your dreams, share your vision, and work with them to work through those difficult moments. Sometimes we go through life just letting things happen, not being very intentional. But mm-hmm. you know about intentionality. You talked mm-hmm. about intentionality in your book, I Am a Diamond, a Journal and a Playbook mm. for Life. And in mm-hmm. that, you described an experience you had. And the way that you described it was intentional personal growth that led to your healthy inner dialogue. Can you share the freedom that you experienced with having a healthy internal dialogue? Yes. I would like to go back to how I define freedom a little bit, if that's okay, so that we can better understand. Okay, so freedom, as I understand it, is something that has to be fought for or purchased. When we talk about Christ, what he did on the cross purchased our freedom. And Galatians 5.1 said it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So don't be entangled to that yoke of bondage again. And so I understand freedom as something that each of us has a personal responsibility to fight for or to purchase. It does, it's not just bestowed upon you. So we have to uh, put some legs behind whatever it is that we want to be free from or free to do. Now, in terms of personal growth, why is that important? I have liberty with myself now. I don't look at it, I don't look at my flaws in the areas of challenge, weakness, uh, whatever, you know, you want to fill in the blank with. I don't look at those as negatives. I look at those as opportunities. And so the healthy internal dialogue comes from not being afraid of your flaws. Uh, not being, you know, thrown off, not thinking less of yourself because of them, but understanding that with even with them that God can use you and he will use you because guess what? As human beings, we're never going to be flaw-free. We can always improve, and that's what personal growth is about. It's about the improvement. And personal growth is really the only healthy lifetime growth that any of us can have. We grow physically, whether that's by height or weight, there are going to be consequences. But growing personally, the only outcome of growing personally is positive. There's only positive outcomes to personal growth. And so that's uh, a little bit of what the healthy internal dialogue looks like. Tell me if you if you want some more, but that's where I'll start. That is powerful that <laughs> the only growth that you can do that is limitless and generates positivity is personal growth. And it's the growth that we're that many people are afraid of. Hmm. It's the only one we can do ongoing and be healthy, but it's the one that people are afraid of or don't realize that it's something that they should be doing. So let's talk a little bit about how that internal dialogue helps you continue on that path of personal growth. 
Yeah. Um, the internal dialogue is being unafraid to ask yourself the hard questions. You know, it's, it's being uh, very self-sensitive. And uh, when I say sensitive, I don't mean in the way that you're offended by anything. I mean sensitivity more from the sense of awareness, right? Um, I, I can remember now uh, times when my body felt off and I realized that I was allowing stress to overcome me in a situation. And so I was aware or sensitive to the fact that I needed to be very gentle and kind with myself. I needed to ask myself questions about why I was allowing a certain situation to overwhelm me in the way that it did. I had to put it in perspective. But if I didn't believe that I could grow, if I just thought that that's the way that it was, then I would have allowed the pain of that situation to continue to make me physically ill. And it is proven that I think it's somewhere 90 to 95% of the diseases that we deal with are stress induced, right? So learning how we can't eliminate stress, but we can certainly understand how to navigate it. And when it's healthy stress, like mm -hmm. I need to be running away from this lion, <laughs> you know, or I need to get out of this room from the stress that we can allow ourselves with our work situation or with um, a variety of other types of, of life situations that are just going to happen. So being able to navigate um, stress and being able to have an internal dialogue and talk yourself down from the ledge. Uh, one of the one of the big lessons that I think it's it's important for all of us to learn. God just wants to be close to you, and mm. in sharing your whatever it is with Him, it gives you an opportunity for a deeper relationship. Yeah. So that internal dialogue also includes prayer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Internal dialogue definitely needs to include prayer. So we, I mentioned that, that statement, that statement came out of the book that you wrote. And the book is, I am a diamond, a journal and a playbook for life. Tell us about your journey to being an author. Well, that is, um, that is very interesting. That is actually not the first book that I wrote. Um, the first book that I wrote is still uh, still trying to decide what we're going to do with that. But I am a diamond. The journey, <laughs> the journey to that book was really out of a personal journey. Again, we go back to internal dialogue. Um, as you know, where, uh, where we met, um, I was very much involved in our church and I was writing Bible studies, teaching Bible studies, uh, I was a ministry coordinator, so there were over 50 ministries that I had responsibility for helping to coach and to train. And I was doing it all with excellence. Uh, to this day, people still compliment me on how I served. But I was wondering who I was. Mm. And... You know, yeah, I can speak, I can teach, I can 
uh, persuade, I can motivate, I can trans help to transform, I can inspire, I can do all of those things for other people, but who am I? And so I am a diamond was really God's response to me when I asked him, who am I? And so it became a conversation about, well, well, what is a diamond like? If I'm a diamond, what is, what is a diamond like? And I began to do research and um, it was, there were so many amazing parallels between being a human and being a diamond that it was just overwhelming. And at the end of my journey, I was like, you know, I really learned a lot from this. It's really helping to set me free. And, uh, you know, I got permission to make it a book. It was, it was really my personal journey. It really was never intended to be a book. But um, I, I began to realize that there are millions of people who could use going on this journey and grow and develop from it. And so I got permission. So here it is. It's very interesting that you stated that it was never intended to be a book. Intention is very important. And I want our listeners to think about this. What our intention is and what God's intention are two different things sometimes. And the blessings come when our intentions align with his intention. So it wasn't your intention for it to be a book, but I'm sure he knew all along that this was something that needed to be manifest and available for the world to have access to. He took you through that journey. He shared that information with you so that others, as you just stated, can have that information. What would be the one thing that out of um, I Am A Diamond, what's the one thing that you want people to get out of that? I, I love that you said it gave you the freedom to be you. But as we encourage people to pick up the book, what's the one thing you want them to get out of it? I want them to have a journey with God that takes them into a deeper relationship and love for him. And uh, as a result of understanding that you cannot understand how much he loves you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it is definitely hard to grasp sometimes when you think about who we are and how we show up and what we do and what we don't do. Um, how do we continue to have grace and mercy available to us every morning? Um, we get multiple opportunities to, to get it right. And I think that ties back into that internal dialogue. Having the ability to um, be flawed, make mistakes, mm -hmm. and still accept love. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. As even as you say that, I think about I go to back to the diamond because diamonds had flaws, but it mm. doesn't stop them from being beautiful. It doesn't stop them or from valuable. being valuable. Yeah, or valuable, or powerful because the first use of a diamond was actually a weapon. 
because they're so sharp. They can cut without being cut. I like that. But we are diamonds. We can cut without being cut. That, that's important as we go into this world to do what we've been created to do. Having the strength to go against the flow. You need that toughness, that resiliency to show up to show up authentically. You need to be very resilient and very tough and to have that, oh, Pam, this is amazing. I love this. I love this. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, okay. it kind of takes you in different um, directions, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, okay, okay. Your story, your personal journey has now been captured in a book. And there are many listeners who have stories in them. Stories that would benefit others. Stories that will free others to be who they were created to be. What's one piece of advice you would give an author, someone aspiring to be an author? Don't think your story is small. Don't ever think your story is small. Whatever you are going through and experiencing, there are at least another million people going through something similar who may not be able to put words to their living. And if you are able to do that, um, as a, I'm paraphrasing a line from our deep, the poem, Our Deepest Fears. When we are ourselves, we give permission for other people to do the same. Right? And so your book may be a permission slip, if you will, for somebody else to live. Live, to live, to live that authentic, intentional, empowered life that permission yeah. slip. Yeah. Now, as we're talking, the word that comes to mind is bloom. <laughs> bloom comes to mind because in our conversations, we've talked about becoming, becoming who you are, um, that personal journey. That's what when was about. When was unlocking who we were in a safe space. And your personal and professional journey continues to help you evolve into new projects, new opportunities, new exposures. So tell us about your Malia Bloom. Malia Bloom. Uh, so much to say. I'm going to try to capsulize it. The reason that the company is called Malia Bloom uh, comes out of a family reunion. <laughs> we took, uh, a, we had a family reunion on uh, Nassau where uh, most of the major family lives and we stayed at an all-inclusive named the Malia. 
And so because I love words so much, I looked up what Malia meant. And Malia and Pamela actually have the same meaning. Uh, they both mean honey. And so uh, bloom is the mature expression of a plant. And so Malia Bloom is simply saying, honey, be the mature expression of yourself. And so that's where Malia <laughs> that's where Malia Bloom comes from, and that's what we encourage people to do. It's not about beating up everybody. I have as many flaws as the next person. I just have a charge to coach people into being, again, the best expression of themselves. I build people, places, and purpose. So Malia Bloom, that's what the company is all about. If you're an individual, um, an individual that happens to be a business owner or a thought leader, nonprofit leader, we're here to help you be the best expression of yourself. You know, there's this belief that people just come to work and they're supposed to do their job, get their check and go on. And on some level, um, and in some ways that may be true, right? Um, if you are in sometimes what might be a hostile work environment, you might need to just think about it as, look, I'm here and they're paying me. You, you might need that. As a leader, you have the opportunity to help your work environment be a pleasant one but it doesn't happen if you don't think that you can do it, if you don't think it's necessary. And if you don't have the tips, tools, and strategies to help yourself be pleasant and productive. And so one of the things that we do is we help individuals do that. We also help businesses find their true north or rediscover their true north because sometimes you lose your mission. And so, or sometimes you need to reestablish what that mission is. And so we help businesses and communities and churches and nonprofits to say, this is who we are and we're gonna structure our activities around who we are. So we help people do that. When individuals work with you or work with your company, Malia Bloom, to find their true north, what is that experience like? It is absolutely individualized and customized. Um, I, I get to know you and you get to trust me because if we don't have a level of trust, there's no way that we can work together. You, If you don't trust me with your flaws, then we can't work our way through them. Um, you know, and, and go ahead. No, I appreciate you saying that trusting a lot of people, <clears throat> sometimes when they think of trust, it does relate to their fear and the fear of their flaws being exposed. Yeah. But the, your perspective about flaws and how you understand that we all have them. I want to go back a minute. I like the way that you talked about they have to trust you. They need to trust you with your flaws. 
Now we all know that we all have flaws. What do you think makes us afraid of revealing our flaws? I think we fear a loss of place in the life of other people. As if, if I let you know this about me, you will not think as much of me. When the truth is, you know, I may have, I may share the same flaws that you have, and I may have more uh, flaws than you have. But my goal and my responsibility is to help you get out of the way of you so that, as you alluded to, you can be that authentic person, right? Because I, I accept me. Mm-hmm. I accept who I am. And when I find out things about myself then that need to change, then I go through the process of making that change happen. And I don't beat myself up if I fall back into old behavior for a moment. I just don't stay there. And that goes back to the internal dialogue that you talked about, because when you have the internal dialogue, you become very clear about what those fruitless behaviors are. And so that when they show up, you don't spend a lot of time indulging them. I find it very interesting that we allow others to tell us what success looks like. And then we use that as our measuring stick. And we begin to judge ourselves based on someone else's measurements or someone else's perspective. I like what we just talked about is that internal dialogue and using that internal dialogue, not to beat yourself up, but to identify some shifts that you would like to make and look at it as a journey, as a process, um, not as a failure. I think that's really important as, as we bloom, as we, you know, the full maturation of, of who we are. I, I'm very excited about Malia Bloom. What are some of the other products or services that Malia Bloom offers besides coaching? Sure. Um, well, uh, you know, I speak, uh, I do trainings and, um, actually getting ready to do some work with a wonderful, um, nonprofit called Project right now, currently working with a church, uh, in Asbury Park and taking them through my, uh, grow program, um, which is helping to train some of their leaders and doing community engagement. Um, and, uh, as we keep talking about bloom, we have a podcast coming. <laughs> Do you? We have a podcast coming. Yeah. Congratulations on launching your podcast. What's your podcast launch date? January 18th. We're going to be coming to you on Mondays for a few weeks. Starting in January, we just think it's January. The first quarter of the year is a great time to just share some fresh information. And i um, super excited about it. Uh, got some dynamic women 
on it for this season, you know, uh, and just so I can put you on the spot, you're on the list for season two. So, <laughs> so don't think you're out of it. Um, and they, they are, I believe, subject matter experts in so many, um, so many things that we experience. And so we're going to learn a lot. And more importantly, or along with the learning from, from the learning, um, an extension of the learning is growth. And that's what we are all about. Yeah. Um, growing feels good growing grow. And I think for me, you know, I know 2020 in many ways was a heartbreaking year. Uh, for me, it was primarily a year to pause and to think. Because with all of the sheltering in place, with all of the, well, we can't go here, we're not going there. Um, for me, it was, let's think about what God is saying. You know, let's really think about what God is saying. What is he saying globally? What is he saying nationally? What is he saying regionally? And then break it all the way down. What is he saying personally? Listen, listen, <laughs> this was definitely, 2020 was definitely that internal dialogue, that personal in-depth conversation with our creator. I don't know if anyone can say that they did not have some one-on-one -on -one time with their creator in 2020. And I hope that our listeners came out of, of 2020 with some new perspectives particularly about themselves and an increased understanding of how stress and how it showed up in terms of physical ailments. And I, I really know that for me in 2020, my, my discernment and my understanding about self-care bloomed. I think part of the work that happens when you do that internal dialogue when everything was shut down and some of us found ourselves you know in isolation we had to come face to face with some things that we may have been running from things that we didn't want to deal with directly but looking in that mirror i'm hoping that people saw the beauty in who they are in that moment in that season that you have talent that your worth is not tied up in what you do, but your worth is tied up in who you are. And I think that goes back to what you talked about, about being a diner, knowing your value with the flaws. Yeah. And I, I hope that our, go ahead. I hope our listeners, even now, if you did not do some of that internal work in 2020, you do some of that internal work now. You begin to, look inside, you begin to release the fear of your flaws being discovered. Right. Because guess what? They're all, they're already there. They're already discovered. And the one who made you knows what your flaws are, like can't hide it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, when, you know, it's kind of like your two-year-old in the middle of the room, putting their hands over their face saying, you can't see me? Well, yeah, we can. <laughs> we can 
we can see you. We can see you. And this is one of the things that really helped to free me. The only flawless one sees all my flaws and loves me still. I think we can end with that. <laughs> There's nothing else that can be said. The only flawless one sees and knows all my flaws and loves me still. Ladies of the Heightening, I hope that as you listen to this conversation, that you allowed yourself to be free. You allowed the words that were shared, the ideas that were shared, release you experience the freedom of being a diamond, being a diamond in the eye of the one who created. Thank you. And I can't wait. So January 18th, Pamela will launch her podcast called Bloom. You can find Pamela on social media at Malia Bloom, on Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram is Pamela Major. Ladies of the Heightening, thank you for joining us for this episode. And we want to thank Pamela again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.theheightening.com.